Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevod Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Sunday, November 12th. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there would be a famine in the land. Not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos 8, 11 and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Even in the days of Joseph there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is twenty minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today, we begin a new Torah portion, Toldot, and it means generations. Genesis 25, 19-26-5 This is the story of Isaac, son of Abraham. Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac was 40 years old when he took to wife Rivka daughter of Bethuel, the Aramean of Padan Aram, sister of Laban, the Aramean. Isaac pleaded with Hashem on behalf of his wife because she was barren, and Hashem responded to his plea, and his wife, Rebekah, conceived. But the children struggled in her womb, and she said, If so, why do I exist? She went to inquire of Hashem, and Hashem answered her, Two nations are in your womb. Two separate peoples shall issue from your body. One people shall be mightier than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. When her time to give birth was at hand, there were twins in her womb. The first one emerged red, like a hairy mantle all over, so they named him Esau. Then his brother emerged, holding on to the heel of Esau, so they named him Jacob. Isaac was sixty years old when they were born. 
When the boys grew up, Esau became a skillful hunter, a man of the outdoors, but Jacob was a mild man who stayed in camp. Isaac favored Esau because he had a taste for game, but Rebekah favored Jacob. Once, when Jacob was cooking a stew, Esau came in from the open, famished. And Esau said to Jacob, Give me some of that red stuff to gulp down, for I am famished, which is why he was named Edom. Jacob said, First sell me your birthright. And Esau said, I am at the point of death. So of what use is my birthright to me? But Jacob said, Swear to me first. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. Jacob then gave Esau bread and lentil stew. He ate and drank, and he rose and went away. Thus did Esau spurn the birthright. There was a famine in the land, aside from the previous famine that had occurred in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, in Gerar. Hashem had appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Stay in the land which I point to you. Reside in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. I will assign all these lands to you and to your heirs, fulfilling the oath that I swore to your father, Abraham. I will make your heirs as numerous as the stars of heaven, and assign to your heirs all these lands, so that all the nations of the earth shall bless themselves by your heirs, inasmuch as Abraham obeyed me and kept my charge, my commandments, my laws, and my teachings. Ezekiel 24, 1-26-21 In the ninth year, on the tenth day of the tenth month, the word of Hashem came to me, O mortal, record this day, this exact day. For this very day the king of Babylon has laid siege to Jerusalem. Further, speak in an allegory to the rebellious breed, and say to them, Thus said Hashem, Put the cauldron on the fire, put it on, and then pour water into it. Collect in it the pieces of meat, every choice piece, thigh and shoulder. Fill it with the best cuts. Take the best of the flock. Also, pile the cuts under it, get it boiling briskly, and cook the cuts in it. Assuredly, thus said Hashem, Woe to the city of blood, a cauldron whose scum is in it, whose scum has not been cleaned out. Empty it piece by piece, no lot has fallen upon it. For the blood she shed is still in her. She set it upon a bare rock. She did not pour it out on the ground to cover it with earth. She set her blood upon the bare rock, so that it was not covered, so that it may stir up my fury to take vengeance. Assuredly, thus said Hashem, Woe to the city of blood! I in turn will make a great blaze. Pile on the logs, kindle the fire, cook the meat through, and stew it completely, and let the bones be charred. Let it stand empty on the coals until it becomes so hot that the copper glows. Then its uncleanness shall melt away in it, and its rust be consumed. It has frustrated all effort. Its thick scum will not leave it. 
into the fire with its scum. For your vile impurity, because I sought to cleanse you of your impurity, but you would not be cleansed, you shall never be clean again until I have satisfied my fury upon you. I, Hashem, have spoken. It shall come to pass, and I will do it. I will not refrain or spare or relent. You shall be punished according to your ways and your deeds, declares Hashem. The word of Hashem came to me. O mortal, I am about to take away the delight of your eyes from you through pestilence. But you shall not lament or weep or let your tears flow. Moan softly. Observe no mourning for the dead. Put on your turban and put your sandals on your feet. Do not cover over your upper lip and do not eat the bread of comforters. In the evening my wife died, and in the morning I did as I had been commanded. And when I spoke to the people that morning, the people asked me, Will you not tell us what these things portend for us, that you are acting so? I answered them, The word of Hashem has come to me. Tell the house of Israel, thus said Hashem, I am going to desecrate my sanctuary, your pride and glory, the delight of your eyes and the desire of your heart. And the sons and daughters you have left behind shall fall, by the sword. And Ezekiel shall become a portend for you. You shall do just as he has done when it happens, and you shall know that I am Hashem. Accordingly, you shall do as I have done. You shall not cover over your upper lips or eat the bread of comforters, and your turbans shall remain on your heads and your sandals upon your feet. You shall not lament or weep, but you shall be heartsick because of your iniquities, and shall moan to one another. And Ezekiel shall become a portent for you. You shall do just as he has done when it happens, and you shall know that I am Hashem. You, O mortal, take note. On the day that I take their stronghold from them, their pride and joy, the delight of their eyes and the longing of their hearts, their sons and daughters, on that day, a fugitive will come to you to let you hear it with your own ears. On that day your mouth shall be opened to the fugitive, and you shall speak and no longer be dumb. So you shall be a portent for them, and they shall know that I am Hashem. The word of Hashem came to me. O mortal, set your face toward the Ammonites and prophesy against them. Say to the Ammonites, Hear the word of Hashem. Thus said Hashem, Because you cried, Aha! over my sanctuary when it was desecrated, and over the land of Israel when it was laid waste, and over the house of Yehuda when it went into exile, assuredly I will deliver you to the Ketamites as a possession. They shall set up their encampments among you and pitch their dwellings in your midst. They shall eat your produce, and they shall drink your milk. I will make Rabbah a pasture for camels, and Ammon a place for sheep to lie down. And you shall know that I am Hashem. For thus said Hashem, Because you clapped your hands and stamped your feet and rejoiced over the land of Israel with such utter scorn, assuredly I will stretch out my hand against you and give you as booty to the nations. I will cut you off from among the peoples, and wipe you out from among the countries and destroy you. And you shall know 
that I am Hashem. Thus said Hashem, because Moab and Seir said, See, the house of Judah is like all other nations. Assuredly, I will lay bare the flank of Moab, all its towns to the last one, Beth, Jeshemoth, Baal, Mion, and Kiriathiam, the glory of the country. I will deliver it together with Ammon to the Ketamites as their possession. Thus Ammon shall not be remembered among the nations. And I will mete out punishments to Moab, and they shall know that I am Hashem. Thus said Hashem, because Edom acted vengefully against the house of Yehudah, and incurred guilt by wreaking revenge upon it. Assuredly, thus said Hashem, I will stretch out my hand against Edom, and cut off from it man and beast, and I will lay it in ruins, from Tima to Dedan, and they shall fall by the sword. I will wreak my vengeance on Edom through my people Israel, and they shall take action against Edom in accordance with my blazing anger, and they shall know my vengeance, declares Hashem. Thus said Hashem, Because the Philistines in their ancient hatred acted vengefully, with utter scorn, sought revenge and destruction, assuredly, thus said Hashem, I will stretch out my hand against the Philistines and cut off the Cherethites and wipe out the last survivors of the seacoast. I will wreak frightful vengeance upon them by furious punishment, and I will inflict my vengeance upon them. They shall know that I am Hashem. In the eleventh year, on the first of the month, the word of Hashem came to me. O mortal, because Tyre gloated over Jerusalem, Aha! The gateway of the peoples is broken, it has become mine. I shall be filled, now that it is laid in ruins. Assuredly, thus said Hashem, I am going to deal with you, O Tyre. I will hurl many nations against you as the sea hurls its waves. They shall destroy the walls of Tyre and demolish her towers, and I will scrape her soil off her and leave her a naked rock. She shall be in the heart of the sea, a place for drying nets, for I have spoken it, declares Hashem. She shall become spoil for the nations, and her daughter towns in the country shall be put to the sword, and they shall know that I am Hashem. For thus said Hashem, I will bring from the north against Tyre King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, a king of kings with horses, chariots, and horsemen, a great mass of troops. Your daughter towns in the country he shall put to the sword. He shall erect towers against you, and cast up mounds against you, and raise a wall of bucklers against you. He shall turn the force of his battering rams against your walls, and smash your towers with his axes. From the cloud raised by his horses, dust shall cover you. From the clatter of horsemen and wheels and chariots, your walls shall shake. When he enters your gates as men enter a breached city, with the hoofs of his steeds he shall trample all your streets. He shall put your people to the sword, and your mighty pillars shall crash to the ground. 
They shall plunder your wealth and loot your merchandise. They shall raise your walls and tear down your splendid houses, and they shall cast into the water your stones and timber and soil. I will put an end to the murmur of your songs, and the sound of your lyres shall be heard no more. I will make you a naked rock. You shall be a place for drying nets. You shall never be rebuilt, for I have spoken, declares Hashem. Thus said Hashem to Tyre, The coastlands shall quake at the sound of your downfall, when the wounded groan, when slaughter is rife within you. All the rulers of the sea shall descend from their thrones. They shall remove their robes and strip off their embroidered garments. They shall clothe themselves with trembling and shall sit on the ground. They shall tremble every moment and they shall be aghast at you. And they shall intone a dirge over you and they shall say to you, How you have perished, you who were peopled from the seas, O renowned city! Mighty on the sea were she and her inhabitants, who cast their terror on all its inhabitants. Now shall the coastlands tremble on the day of your downfall, and the coastlands by the sea be terrified at your end. For thus said Hashem, When I make you a ruined city, like cities empty of inhabitants, when I bring the deep over you and its mighty waters cover you, then I will bring you down, with those who go down to the pit, to the people of old. I will install you in the netherworld with those that go down to the pit, like the ruins of old, so that you shall not be inhabited and shall not radiate splendor in the land of the living. I will make you a horror, and you shall cease to be. You shall be sought, but shall never be found again, declares Hashem. Hebrews 11, 1-16 Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he, being dead, yet speaks. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found, because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out not knowing where he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, 
dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed, and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the sea shore innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country, and truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. Psalm 110, 1-7 The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion. Rule in the midst of your enemies. Your people shall be willing in the day of your power, in the beauties of holiness, from the womb of the morning. You have the dew of your youth. The Lord has sworn and will not repent. You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. The Lord at your right hand shall strike through kings in the day of his wrath. He shall judge among the heathen. He shall fill the places with the dead bodies. He shall wound the heads over many countries. He shall drink of the brook in the way. Therefore shall he lift up the head. Proverbs 27:14. He that blesses his friend with a loud voice, rising early in the morning, it shall be counted a curse to him. I want to speak to you today from our reading from Genesis chapter 25, and then we're going to jump into Ezekiel chapter 26. So in Genesis chapter 25, what we see is when Rebecca becomes pregnant and she's carrying within her twins. And the twins struggle within her. And she's questioning this and saying, Lord, what is going on here? She inquires because she feels within the womb this internal struggle. And so in Genesis chapter 25, verse 22, this is what she says. But the children struggled in her womb, and she said, If so, why do I exist? And she went to inquire of Hashem. In another translation, the New King James version translation it's verse 22 it says the children struggled within her and she said if all is well why am i like this so she went to inquire of the lord and the lord answered her and he said to her two nations are in your womb two people shall be separated from your body one people shall be stronger than the other and the older shall serve 
the younger. So God has given her this prophecy from within the womb. Now, there's a lot of uh, deep principles that are going to come from this incredible conflict that goes on between Jacob and Esau from within the womb. So um, I believe Jacob has been greatly misunderstood and misaligned. He's always called the deceiver, and he catches the heel of his brother from within the womb. But Esau, from within the womb, I believe he had hatred and murder in his heart towards his brother Jacob. And what he was trying to do from within the womb is with his foot, he was trying to crush the soft part of Jacob's head. Every baby, when they're born, they have a soft place on the top of their head because the skull has not completely formed. And he was trying to crush that the head of Jacob, his brother. So his brother put his hand up over his head to protect that soft part of his head and to prevent that heel from crushing him. Also in the Bible, it says, from God himself, he says, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. Why is that? Well, let's just take a look at the nature and the character of these two boys as they're growing up. It goes on to say that as they grew up, Esau became a skillful hunter, a man of the outdoors, but Jacob was a mild man who stayed in camp. He was a man of the tents. In another translation, in Genesis chapter 25, verse 27. So the boys grew up, and Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field, but Jacob was a mild man dwelling in his tents. Now that's a Hebrew idiom or expression that Jacob loved to study the Torah, and he would stay indoors in his tent to study. Now Esau is a hunter, a skilled hunter, so he's a bloody man. He is red-haired, He's got hair all over his body, and he has murder in his heart. And we're going to learn more about that as the story unfolds in the days ahead. But Esau hates his brother, and he does not value the birthright, him being the eldest son. He doesn't value it. And he sells the birthright for a bowl of soup. So Jacob, knowing how valuable and important that birthright is, he, you know, sells it. He he makes a bowl of soup for his brother in exchange for the birthright that Esau despised and did not value. So Esau represents worldliness, being carnal, being selfish. The color red is associated to Esau. Think about red China and the communists are associated with the color red. Murder and blood is associated with the color red. And so Esau, his grandson, is Amalek. And then further on down the line, Amalek hated Israel, the Hebrews. And when they came into the promised land, the stragglers at the rear of their company were attacked by Amalek, the ones that were lagging behind, the, the elderly, the children, the women. They attacked the weak and the vulnerable at the rear of their company. And Amalek was murderous. And then down through the generations, several, several generations later, we get Haman. And Haman is a direct descendant of Esau. 
Haman, in the book of Esther, remember, wants to commit total genocide against the Jewish people in Persia. And he hatches a plot and a scheme to completely kill and wipe out all the Jewish people. So the spirit God has said, I will be at war with the spirit of Amalek from generation to generation. And then he instructs Israel to completely wipe out the memory of Amalek from their existence. So now let's look into what we read in Ezekiel today. And in Ezekiel, so before I go there, I believe that the spirit of Jacob rests upon the Orthodox Jews who love the God of Israel and who love the Torah. And that same spirit of Jacob rests upon Christians and Messianics who love the God of Israel, who love Yeshua, and who love the Word of God, all of it, cover to cover, Genesis to Revelation. That, you know, people who love the Word of God, the Torah, Uh, and who love the God of Israel, they're all part of the family of Jacob, and they have that spirit of Jacob resting upon them. Okay, and then the spirit of Esau, also known as the spirit of Amalek, are those people who hate the God of Israel, who hate the Jewish people, because after all, they are the ones who gave us the Torah. They're a light to the nations. They gave us all of the Old Testament. And and so we have this end-time battle, spiritual battle going on between the descendants of Jacob and the descendants of Esau and Amalek. And we're seeing that play out today in Israel, in this Israel-Hamas war, this heinous and horrible attack that took place, this slaughter, this massacre that took place on October the 7th, what was behind all that on the spiritual side? I believe that those heinous massacre murderers, they're walking in the spirit of Esau, and they're walking in the spirit of Amalek. And that spirit hates the God of Israel, It hates the people of Israel, and it hates the Torah of Israel. So now let's go into Ezekiel. And we read in Ezekiel chapter 25, a word from the Lord concerning the Philistines. In chapter 25, verses 15 and 16, Thus said Hashem, because the Philistines in their ancient hatred acted vengefully, And with utter scorn, they sought revenge and destruction. Assuredly, thus says Hashem, I will stretch out my hand against the Philistines and cut off the Cherethites and wipe out the last survivors of the seacoast. I will wreak frightful vengeance upon them by furious punishment. And when I inflict my vengeance upon them, they shall know that I am Hashem. I believe that prophecy is unfolding and in the process of being fulfilled right now. <coughs> in this in this Israel Hamas war. Now keep in mind that where current modern day Gaza Strip exists in ancient Bible times, that Gaza Strip 
piece of land was inhabited by the Philistines. That's where the Philistines dwelled. Now, I don't know if there's any direct actual bloodline um, lineage between the ancient Philistines and modern-day Palestinians who live in Gaza, but that doesn't matter. It's the spirit. It's the principality of the Philistines, the spirit of the Philistines that is over that region of land, the Gaza Strip. So let's find out more about these Cherethites. We have a scripture from the prophet Zephaniah chapter 2 that actually tells us a lot about Gaza and what God is doing. And there's a prophecy about Gaza. And so in Zephaniah chapter 2, starting in verse 4, it says, For Gaza shall be forsaken, and Ashkelon desolate. They shall drive out Ashdod at noonday, and Ekron shall be uprooted. Verse 5, Woe to the inhabitants of the seacoast. That would be your modern-day Palestinians that live in Gaza. That would also include Hamas. Woe to the inhabitants of the seacoast, the nation of the Cherethites. Now that word Cherethite in the Hebrew, what it means is executioner. That's exactly what Hamas thugs were on October 7th, when 1,500 of them streamed across Israel's border and did the butchery that they did. They were executioners. Woe to the inhabitants of the seacoast, the nation of the Cherethites. The word of the Lord is against you, O Canaan, land of the Philistines. This is literally the Gaza Strip. Land of the Philistines, land of the Gaza Strip. I will destroy you, so there shall be no inhabitant. And it continues on in Zephaniah chapter 2, verse 6. The seacoast shall be pastures, with shelters for shepherds and folds for flocks. And in verse 7, Zephaniah chapter 2, verse 7, In the houses of Ashkelon they shall lie down at evening, for the Lord their God will intervene for them and return their captives. Wow! We have 230 captives over there hidden away in the tunnels of the Gaza Strip. And the Lord is saying he's going to intervene for them and return their captives. That's awesome. We can certainly stand on that and pray into that. And then in Amos chapter 1, verse 6, it says, For thus says the Lord, for three transgressions of Gaza and for four, I will not turn away its punishment because they took captive the whole captivity to deliver them up to Edom. Verse 7, but I will send a fire upon the wall of Gaza, which shall devour its palaces. And verse 8, I will cut off the inhabitants from Ashdod and the one who holds the scepter from Ashkelon. I will turn my hand against Ekron and the remnant of the Philistines, Palestinians, shall perish, says the Lord God. So this Gaza-Hamas war, we're finding it right here in these scriptures from Amos chapter 1, from Zephaniah chapter 2, and then also in our reading today in Ezekiel chapter 26. And it's prophesied that God is going to bring back the captives 
and that he's going to completely wipe out and cut off the Cherethites and put down the Philistines completely from the Gaza Strip. It's right there in the Bible. So, Heavenly Father, we stand in the gap and we intercede and we cry out. We cry out for these 230 hostages that are still being held against their will in the underground tunnels of Gaza. We thank you, Father, for the few hostages that have been either rescued or released. But, Father, we cry out for the rest that are still stuck down there. Children, babies, elderly. Father, we cry out for them and we ask, Father, we bombard the heavenlies and we ask that you will fulfill your good word. Your word promises that you will bring back these captives and we pray that you will do so and you will do it soon and quickly. We pray that you will destroy the nation of the Cherethites, the executioners, so that there will no longer be an inhabitant, that you will deal with these Philistines, these the spirit of the Philistines. Deal with it, Father, and put that down. We, we pull down that stronghold and that principality right now. The spirit of the Philistines, the spirit of the Cherethites, the spirit of the Amalek, the executioners. We pull it down right now in the name of Yeshua. And we ask that you will have mercy that you will have grace, that you will show favor, that you'll shine your face upon these hostages and bring them home soon, Abba. We look to you. We ask for a miracle. Father, one IDF soldier came home through miraculous prayer, and we ask that you would magnify and multiply that miracle, and that all the rest of the hostages would come home, and that you would grant favor, favor, favor to them and that you will also be with Israel in this war. May they put down the Cherethites, the Hamas executioners. May they put down that Philistine spirit. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Amen. Vish Mareka Yaya Adonai Anavilaka Vikuneka Yisa Adonai The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers Chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.